0: And welcome to Two Defeats from a Crisis, the review show on Saturday at 3. My name's Andrew, and I'm joined tonight by one of my very favourite guests, Kenny. How are you doing, man? I'm not too bad. Andrew, how's yourself, mate? Uh, very good. Uh, looking forward to this one. We've got a lot to talk about, obviously, uh, reviewing <laughs> Rangers' nil-nil draw uh, over in Sparta Prague. So um, it's a good point, though, wasn't it?
1: Yep. Is that us done? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Roll the music. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, right, so, um, listen, we have um, we obviously don't have a great deal to cover here, so I'm not going to go through the game point by point, because, fucking hell, like, <laughs> are there any points to go through, really? Um, I just kind of want to talk about general performance and what we're starting to see underneath uh, Clement, um, Big Phil, uh, because I think even with us, you know, kind of failing to get the result. And it was a game that could have gone both ways. I think early on, you know, we, we certainly were on the back foot for a lot of the game. Our defense looked particularly ropey at times, but then we get to the last 20 minutes. And in particular, after Danilo comes on and suddenly it looks a bit more assured, we start looking like we could do something. And we have opportunities at the end with both Lammers, although it's Lammers, and then Danilo as well. Both have opportunities there to get the three points. So, Given how poor Rangers are, I think we should be fairly confident that we can get three points when we get these guys back to Highbrook's, can I? Uh,
1: um Yeah, I, I would I would be fairly confident that we'll get a result. Um, the the game last night I thought was it was a kind of proverbial game of two halves. I thought we were really pretty poor first half, um, but more in a mm-hmm. more in an attacking sense, I, I thought our passing was appalling in the first half. Yeah. You know, tr- people misplacing 5 and 10 yard passes. Uh the press was all wrong. Um defensively I thought we were, you know, and it's to be f- to be fair it's it's understandable and it's to be expected, but but it's a total change of shape there. We were playing a 3-5-2. It seemed to change a little bit at times to a 3-4-3. Three, three. Um and it, it just looked typical of what we've seen this season at times where a lot of players don't really seem to know exactly what they're doing. Um, but then again, we come in, you know, after about 54, 55 minutes, we started to play our way into the game. And as you say, that last 25 minutes, I thought we were by far the better side. I don't know if Sparta had run out of steam uh, or we had just got a little bit of their number and, and kind of figured them out a bit. Uh, I think it was perhaps a little bit of both, Andrew, to be honest.
0: Well, I think it was around the 55-minute mark that we actually got our first shot on goal. So, um, yeah, I mean, the the tide certainly did change because by the end of the game, we're pretty much level on shots. We're level on shots on target. So all of that happened for us in that last um, chunk of the game. None of it happened in that first half, you know?
1: No. i seen that, actually, that there was a stat come up after about, I don't know if it was about an hour or something like that, but it was 15 shots to one. And then I've seen the stats at the end of the game, and it was 16 shots to 13 or something like that. Yeah, And you're like, well, (laughs) that that is quite (laughs) insane. All (laughs) of it happens there, yeah. Um, Yeah. But, I mean,
0: it does speak as well to Sparta's own kind of, you know, the the way that they they dropped off in terms of their performance. Um, I mean frankly it's a performance that we've seen we've seen from the other side where we have tried and tried nothing's come up for us and then we've kind of given up and then suddenly the opposition team looks like they're threatening and they could potentially nick it so it's something we've been on the other side of so it's quite nice to be on this side of it for a change albeit the first uh, first 60 minutes was particularly poor to actually have to sit through um so we're not going to force our listeners to to go through it again blow (laughs) one blow um I'll give you the lineup for just the sake of completeness. Um, Butlin and goals, uh, obviously. Tav, Suter, Golden Davis, and then Lundstrom. So, well, you know, potentially that either back five or back three of uh, Suter, Golden Davis. Uh, Cantwell, Raskin, Seema, Lammers and Dessas. Um, I mean, in terms of the team, and then in terms of the bench, it's kind of a mark of where we are, the limitations of the European squads, um, some of which were self inflicted by our previous manager. I don't think there there were any great shouts for a different starting lineup. Maybe you make an argument for bringing Danilo in from the start, but then he's just come back from a fairly serious injury, so you're not sure you want to risk him for the for the 90
1: minutes there. No, you don't. Uh, actually, I thought the the team. We've said this over and over again, haven't we, for a long time? But the team kind of picks itself with the the mm-hmm. amount of injuries that we have and players are, you know, out of form and stuff. And look. Uh, we have an issue up front we can we all we can all see it (laughs) um and it's it's as clear as a nose in your face isn't it we we have an issue uh in certain areas but um the only thing i'd say is having watched it back andrew uh Mm -hmm. we're a little bit better uh not in real time if you understand what I mean but watching it, it <laughs> not when you're caught
0: up in the emotion of it
1: perhaps uh-huh. we're actually a little bit more organized and compact and you know keep our shape defensively really pretty well I, I actually was quite impressed with Sparta in the first half I thought they really did shift it quickly and moved us about a bit and I thought they were really pretty decent first half um mm. so uh, listen no complaints with the result um but no no complaints at all with the starting uh, 11 um the one thing i would say uh that i don't know how many times i've seen this now maybe half a dozen maybe slightly more andrew but there's a real issue with lammers and cantwell on the same team mm. uh they 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 are just trying to occupy the same space all the time and it you, you, it's highly noticeable that cantwell's coming deeper and deeper uh to get out of his way almost to try and Feed him and play him in, and uh, yeah. and play others in, and it's not working. And Cantwell's got to be in there. He's a bit, with well respect to Lammers here, he's a far better player than than Lamers is. So we're he's, you know, Clements going to have to kind of work, figure that out for himself and work a, a system here that oh, I mean. two of them out the same space, if you like.
0: Yeah, I think the the good thing is we're we're gonna have plenty of opportunities because we're pretty much on that Thursday to Sunday schedule all the way through to about Christmas, I think. So you know yeah. we know we we know we're gonna have plenty of opportunities to change this up in terms of the bench. Then I think for me, in fact, just in terms of the team in general, I think the only possible shout you'd have is maybe bringing uh, John Lee Ufeko in uh, as the left back, uh, given how well he started off the uh, the preseason and a little bit of the first of the season as well Um, could have brought him into the European squad but as I understand it he uh, played a full game for the under 18s the same day trying to get him back up to fitness because he was recovering from an injury as well so you know it's kind of treating this with a bit of long-term thinking in terms of getting maybe some of the players you really want back fitness the the right way as opposed to you know, we, we've seen how damaging it can be to throw a kid into a European game. Uh, occasionally they can thrive, but a lot of the time they might go a bit Leon King on us. So we don't want to do damage to our players uh, unnecessarily. And the, and the fact that we managed to come through this with a clean sheet, um, albeit at times it, it looked a little bit dicey, um, you know, shows that ultimately it was a gamble that paid off for manager.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you're absolutely right in terms of the young kids, whether it was Devine going over to mm-hmm. play left back or Yefko coming into the squad or whatever, um, look, you, you, we watched Leon King regress quite, uh, quite badly uh, last season because and listen, the lad did it, you know tried his best and didn't play yeah, okay yeah. in some games, you know, um, but those Champions League experiences for him. Uh, I've, I've perhaps damaged his progress a little bit for this season, and you know we've had to take him away, uh, take him out that limelight to a certain degree, mm-hmm. uh, to 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 let him heal a little bit and get back to the player that we all know he could, he can be, he could be, because mm-hmm. that Leon King's definitely got huge potential, but he was put in far too early last year, so you're you're absolutely correct in and, and what you're saying, Andrew, that you don't necessarily want to be taking gambles with these kids, but especially away from home against a team yeah. that's flying um, like Sparta Prague, who are out of good pace, and uh, the, his name escapes me, but the boy that was playing on the right that ended up having to go off mm-hmm. for them early bells, he was, he was causing huge amounts of bother, so you don't want a kid uh, having to face yeah. it.
0: Yeah, ultimately, you're about protecting the team as a whole. And I think uh, Bigfield does get that in terms of how he's managing the team. Look at that. That's what a competent manager will do. But, yeah. I mean, with the exception of Danilo, like Scott Wright and uh, Ryan Jack are the only two kind of recognisable first team players on that bench. Apart from that, it's the kids. Um, it and, and it's no slight on Adam Devine either, who I thought acquitted himself very well last season. Um, but again, he's not really played a lot of games um and it would be unfair same way that it would have been for the to just pitch him into this game Lundstrom ostensibly performing as like the kind of left wing back um although it was Seymour at times as well at least their first team players that they, they've taken their fair share of abuse already that they can kind of handle it a bit better they're in a position where you know this game isn't going to make or break them uh, a bad turnout for a youth player can make or break you at least in the eyes of the sport and uh we know how uh, fun the Rangers support can be at times, right, Kenny? So um, <laughs> to, to try and try and uh, try and you know give them the best possible chance uh, is yeah. uh, is probably the right thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we we obviously don't have a great deal to discuss, um, but I mean in terms of that last twenty minute period where Rangers really started to look like we were making things happen, Lammers has a really good chance um, and it was notable that he kind of grew into the game a bit more once Campwell was off Kenny um, as you said you know the two of them overlapping and getting in each other's way isn't ideal Danilo though has a fantastic opportunity right at like the 93rd minute there to win it for us um, really unfortunate that, that doesn't go in because I think if it does you know I think already we kind of see him as in a perfect world, our first choice striker from this squad of players, um, that that would have been some goal if it had gone in. But the keeper makes a fantastic save, and frankly, given the number of heroics that Jack Butland had to pull off relatively early doors for us, and then throughout the rest of the match, um, it's probably fair on balance to
1: uh, to walk away with a point. Yeah, th- yeah. Listen, it it, it would be. It wouldn't have been unreasonable if we'd walked in a couple of goals down and at, at half time To be honest, they were they were far superior to us first half. And uh, as I say, we've already kind of pointed to the fact that our passing and stuff like that was it, it was just not good enough. It, it's it's very difficult to stay positive when you're watching Rangers when they're playing like that. Actually, <laughs> you know, when when you literally can't make a ten yard five yard pass. To a blue jersey, uh, under no particular pressure, it, it it's very frustrating, and, and you we do. I think we all wonder why our passing ability has has become so uh, dubious as it were. I use uh, yeah. it, it's it's became a, a a proper issue in terms of keeping the ball at times. Uh, and there's times we play pretty well and we we'll keep it with ease, but the, mm-hmm. when we're not playing well, we can't keep the ball. Um, that you mentioned about Cantwell going off and Scott Wright coming coming on, and Lamers uh, perking up a bit, uh, and I just think it's it freed a little bit of space. Mm-hmm. I, I think Wrights come on to try and use his pace. He's coming from a slightly different you know position, and it just allowed. I, I don't know if it's a confidence thing with Lamers. It probably is, but that kind of ability to start running with it, he was taking it. He's you know where he had a really poor game until cantwell come off all of a mm-hmm. sudden his first touch was immaculate he was beating players he was uh you know th- that technical ability to take it you know under pressure and take two or three touches and get past his man and and lay it off to somebody else um uh, and he, he shot he actually does really well we shot he hits it well it's his weaker foot yep uh he just doesn't get it right in the corner i think if he gets it I you know maybe eighteen inches farther to the to the keeper's right hand side it's going yeah. in uh, but mm-hmm. it's a good height for the keeper as well I thought and, but a, a fine effort from him to be fair yeah and I think that's it you
0: know in an ideal circumstance we probably wouldn't be playing both of them in the in the team at the same time but the manager's got to work with the options he's got available to him we we've got I think. A, a large number of attacking players, albeit maybe not the ones we'd want, still fit and healthy. Uh, but in the uh, in the kind of midfield area, that's where it's uh, looking a little bit more ropey. So, but the squad is imbalanced as it is. We, we've got, we I mean, we could see that from the European squad list that we submitted um, at the start here. So it's going to be very interesting once we get through to January, what changes that uh, Big Phil wants to make there. Because I, I think, even this early on, he can probably see the imbalances, that the difference, you know, kind of weightings that we've got to different areas of the team. So it'll be interesting to see what happens then. But that's a little while away. There's plenty of football be, to be played until then. The good thing is, in terms of our Europa League campaign, next two games are at home against uh, Sparta in the reverse tie and then Limassol as well, who we definitely owe one. So all being well, if we can pick up those two home wins, we're home and hosed as far as I'm concerned because, you know, 10 points, that generally is very sufficient to see you through to the next round. And that means Europa League football um, post-Christmas, which is always going to be good for
1: us. Yeah. Look, look I think if we beat Sparta in the next game, I, I, with all respect to the uh, to the Cypriot side, I, I think we're pretty much home and hosed, you know, with that. Because I think... Sparta are at home to Betis, so something's got to give there. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I don't want to, you know, count my chickens here when I say that. You know, no, certainly not. <laughs> but, but at the same time, I I, I would expect us to beat Limassol um, at home, uh, and I'm not saying it'll be an easy game because I actually thought they were. Um, for all that we were shocking on the night, um, I thought they played pretty well. Um, I don't even necessarily think they'd be a side that would finish the top six in Scotland, but they're, they're, they weren't a bad side either. You know, they they were better than I thought. You know, they were going to be with all respect to them. Um, but yeah, two home games, Andrew. Take the take one game at a time. Beat Sparta Prague, and then we, we are pretty much on our way, I would think, Andrew. To be honest
0: we already managed to beat real betters at home and that was under Michael Beale. So I mean, <laughs> Rangers at home is, he can never count that one out. I think it's, um, it's always, uh, a good home advantage for us as far as I'm concerned. Um, so we sit in third there, but yeah, certainly, uh, still very much in the thing. Uh, coming up next then for Rangers, we have hearts at the weekend on Sunday at three. Uh, you know, a good preview for the Scottish Cup semi-final, which will be taking place the following weekend over at Handon. Hearts are coming into this looking pretty good. They're in fourth place at the moment. They don't have the distraction of European football. It's fair to say that their results have been a little bit mixed. Um, a win, a draw and then a loss for their last three games. But they're still sitting fourth in that, in that league. They're not a million miles away from where we are, although you can kind of question if that's a sign of how bad we are or how good they are um or a little of both um but it should still be an interesting tie because we're going to see probably a shadow of the um of the semi-final and it'll be interesting to see the managers trying to feel each other out in this one so got a lot of makings of an interesting tie so thank christ it's not tv
1: Oh well again it's you know rangers hearts why would you put it on television celtic away i don't know if that's on the tv or not no idea um but our TV deal, we've, we've, listen, we've went on and on and on about this, haven't we? The, the TV we have. situation's just a farce in this country. We've seen it today. Where Celtic Air Rangers have come out and uh, had a, 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 a statement out today talking about how the, the Motherwell game has been moved to Christmas Eve, which is ridiculous. And Brendan Rogers over at Celtic complaining that that's seven years in the bounce. They've had an away game and immediately after christmas and you're like well listen mate the the fixtures are the same every year you won the league that's the way it works Mm -hmm. you start at home and that's the way it works. it pretty much that's the way it works so um i don't know i I, sky treat us like second class citizens andrew they really do at best second class citizens by the way Um, yeah it's a joke um
0: well, I was going to say, Kenny, it'd be all right if we were making a load of money out of the TV deal. But frankly, winning a couple of Europa League group ties has made more money for us than the entire football deal's made for us um, exactly. in Scotland. So it's obviously good for some of the smaller clubs. Um, and I do understand that. But frankly, the league has been undersold repeatedly in in terms of TV money. So the, the way that the league is able to then dictate terms to us, it should not be part of it. You know, we... Um, we, we get barely enough money for it as it is. The last thing you should be doing is really fucking up someone's Christmas Eve plans. Um, trying to force people to travel on that day is insane. You know, the only thing you should be doing for that is last minute Christmas shopping for the missus or something like
1: that, Kenny. <laughs> yeah. Andrew, Andrew, it's a Sunday and up here you get yeah. a Sunday service. Right. So it's literally totally half, yeah. half the public transport services uh, immediately. Uh, you're like, you're having a fucking laugh. Yeah. You know, you the, now it's only don't get me wrong, it's only over to Motherwell, but I'm telling you that is an issue. Uh oh, right there no, and sure. then, right there and then. It's it's ridiculous. The amount of no, people it is. you know, Motherwell fans included that are having to trek on a Sunday where uh, uh, as I say, we a Sunday service on Christmas Eve when as you say <laughs> There's far more important things to be doing. <laughs> you know, uh, exactly. particularly where your mess is, is concerned, Do you know yourself. Need, to,
0: need to be focusing on the priority traffic there, Kenny. You yeah, know?
1: exactly. <laughs>
0: um, Yeah, no, it, it is a shambles, but it, it's. I think it's nothing least than what we'd expect from Sky, especially given, you know, per the Rangers' statement, the club actually found out about an hour before it was released publicly, yeah. which is shocking. You know, it, at the very least, you need to have a chance to have a dialogue, but instead, it's basically, no, no, Glads. This is what we're going to be doing. You don't like it? Tough tits, basically. Yeah. Um. It 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 is poor. It's very poor to see. Uh. Just not. Uh, I don't even think it's just the um the inconvenience of the fans. It's also just the lack of respect and, as you say, Kenny, you know, the kind of nature of being treated as second class citizens. The Premier League's a different level, of course it is. But there there were holes in the schedule to put a Saturday game in there. Um. Of the course river. it is.
1: Uh, and the issue, the, the issue with uh, Sunday's game here is, uh, I, I believe it's exclusive to Rangers TV because we have this stupid deal where uh, you can put it on your own uh, mm-hmm. broadcast channel. I think we get was it four games a season they're allowed to do that um, for a tenner. So it's just we all respected the situation with Rangers here as well, and I know. Uh, we shouldn't really mention it. I know a lot of folk use IPTV and won't be paying any for it anyway. But at the same time, it's, well, it's I mean, a, it's a tenner that people are having to pay to watch another game. It, it's, yeah. it's it's not ideal, Andrew. Well, I mean,
0: it's one of those things, right? We, we saw a kind of clear way that a system could work for this, where during COVID, everyone also got a pass of Rangers TV. And even when Polk was starting to be allowed to come back to the games, they still had a code that came with their season ticket that let them go into Rangers TV and watch the game that way. That's a perfectly sensible system as far as I'm concerned. You're giving people the option either way, and the club's still getting the money. The fact yeah. that the folk are then going to get charged extra for this and it's a tenner a person as well. It's not going to be a vast sum of money that Rangers will make from it. So I don't know what the perfect solution is apart from, you know, the one that we had already, but apparently um, that's no longer an option. So I, it's just a, it's a poor situation to be in. And a lot of this comes down to the poor deal that we have with Sky because it, it creates the environment in which these situations arise. So it's poor to see, unfortunately, but, um, you know, as a, uh, as someone who, uh, well, not quite abroad but someone who at least becomes abroad for um around 120 minutes every uh every time rangers are playing at home and it's not on sky you know there, there are plenty of uh vpn options out there you Can you know recommend uh, nordvpn because they are a club sponsor so obviously i'd be happy to recommend them for no particular reason i'm just mentioning that just in passing
1: kidding um just that's, as an incidental thing <laughs> that's a wise mind that says things like that
0: andrew you know, I've worked with lawyers for too long, Kenny, to uh, trip myself up in any other way. Um, so, listen, we um, we obviously are not going to go for one of our typical hour long podcasts, uh, analyzing every single blade of grass on the pitch, because, frankly, uh, Sparta's pitch looked pretty shit as far as I was concerned. Um, so I don't want to do it. Um Kenny, I mean, it's always a pleasure to chat to you. I don't think we've got any other pressing or burning issues that we need to cover before we uh, we wrap it up and thank our listeners.
1: Yeah, Listen, all I would say about the game on Sunday is I'm looking forward to the game on Sunday. I think it will be a fairly open game. I think Hearts will they'll not be quite as uh, ad- adventurous as Hibs were last week. I think they're mm-hmm. a wee bit more pragmatic than that. Um, so it might be a little bit tougher for us to bring them down. But I'm looking forward to... The game, I don't think they're in the, in the greatest of form, Andrew, but... No, no. You know, uh, get the three points and and, and just keep the, the Clermont train moving. Andrew. Absolutely. That's, yeah, that's what I would say. Yeah,
0: no, I completely agree with that, mate. Uh, listen... We, uh, we do still have our sponsorship with Pie Sports. Uh, we encourage you to go and check them out. Use our code SATAT3, so it's SAT at three. so says S A T at symbol and the number three. Um, links are in the description as well as the voucher code. We strongly encourage you to go over there, check out their merch, and uh, yeah, try their wares. Use our office codes, tell them we sent you. And um, yeah, they've been very good to us. So we want you to be good to them. So we encourage you to check them out. And their
1: pies are very tasty.
0: They are indeed. Uh, I think the majority of the podcasts have now tried the pies uh, directly. And I haven't heard a single review back, a uh, single bad review back yet, I should say. So um, I think the only issue that we have had is uh, with Tom. But uh, the only problem that he had there was that his uh, courier, I think, decided to sit on the pies um, while he was transporting them. However, he did say that squashed as they were, they were still very tasty. So, I mean, that, that that's that's probably something uh, very positive to write home about. Um so listen, uh, obviously, it's, it's always a privilege to talk to you guys. Uh, I want to thank you for listening. Uh, if you're not subscribed yet, hey, get on that. You know, we've got Spotify. We've got Apple Music. We have got Amazon Music. We are on pretty much every podcast app network that you can find. We encourage you to seek us out there. Check us out. Links are in the description below. We also encourage you to check us out on all of the social medias. Uh, you can get us on Twitter. Fuck off, Elon. I'm not calling it X. Uh, we are on Instagram we're on TikTok we're on YouTube. We are all over the shop. So we encourage you to check us out there. Like, follow, share, subscribe, all of that good stuff. It helps grow the podcast. It helps us you know, hear from you guys and what you want to talk to us about. Um, yeah, we encourage you to do that because uh, all of your feedback encourages us to uh, keep this up. Uh, if you don't want us to keep this up please just keep that to yourselves. You can just quietly go away and stop listening. That's fine. Um, we'll, we'll appreciate that. We we just don't want the negative feedback because, you know, we're very precious uh, snowflakes that way. <laughs> so, Kenny, uh, a pleasure as always to talk to you, mate. Um, really do appreciate it. Uh, I know it's been a bit tricky getting out uh, of the bunch of us together, but uh, you've been a solid citizen, the Scott Arfield of uh, this podcast. You're, uh, you're you're always available when we need you. So, uh, so thank you very much, mate.
1: Not at all, Andrew. thoroughly
0: enjoyed that. And thanks for having me on, mate. Of course, buddy. No worries at all. Uh, again, thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, we will be back talking about the Hearts result, hopefully a positive one, and then previewing our following game as well, which will be against Dundee over at the Kilnack Stadium on Wednesday. So we should be out uh, with you uh, Tuesday morning at the very latest. But until then, bye for now.